there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Mesut Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? All right, thanks, man. How are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yes. You're good, um, you're good, you're good. Saw my friends play seven-a-side football yesterday. Sounds fun. Uh, which was great, yeah, out in the sun. It was roasting day. Uh, lovely weekend. I imagine you had a, a, a better weekend than Hansi Flick, let's say. Although my weekend may, may have been less of a relief than it was for Hansi Flick. Maybe. Maybe. Um, you know, sometimes because those who haven't heard, he was sacked by he was sacked by um, the DFB after Germany's four one defeat to Japan in a friendly. He's the first manager to uh, the first DFB manager to be fired ever. Right, wild, isn't it? Yeah, everyone else has been allowed to to resign of their own accord, which is incredible compared to like the England job, for example, where it's just like yeah. it feels like I can't name an England manager who left because they want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about the international stuff, if at all, today. But we wanted to mention yeah. that because it was uh, they got. I mean, Japan were Japan were good, man. Japan beat him in Wolfsburg on was it Saturday night four one. And that Japan team, Kamada, Ito, yeah, Matoma, hey man, serious friend of the pod, Rio Vocal was there taking pictures. Yes, and actually, shout you. out to Rio. They were the last remaining copies of No Hands Three, his book of photos that he did at the Qatar World Cup. Yes, I wrote the foreword for that book yes. and it is his best work to date. So he normally shoots, Ryu normally shoots, he's one of the best sports talkers out there and normally shoots in colour, but he shot this one in black and white because he felt that there was a, there was a particular starkness mm. to the football, the sort of contrast to the football on the field, what was happening off it. Um, mm. So yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous work and I think his best yet. If you go to his Instagram, Instagram forward slash T-O-K-S-U-E-D-E, Toxwade, uh, you'll find the info there. Uh, but yeah, shouts to Ryu. But yeah, so uh, Hansi Flick is gone. Mm. Rudy Fuller has taken over for the France game. I didn't realise how much I wanted to see that until it, I was presented with the opportunity. <laughs> we can get into this Germany stuff another time, maybe when, when the, a success is announced. But a shame for Flick, because we thought he would be the right person to lead that, that, that side. But it's just not... It, they've just haven't. They've, they've just not brought an identity together whatsoever. No, no. And we didn't even really talk about what we're doing today. We're doing a conceptual eleven today, so we're going to do the uh, turn we it are. up to eleven, eleven, aka the extra eleven mm. players that maybe were just a little bit too extra. Yes, yes. It's just like <laughs> calm down. Yeah, but these players <laughs> got to eleven. They do. They do absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get onto that, a couple of other things. Uh, NWSL Challenge Cup final. Do you know what it's officially known as, Musa? 
What's that? The UKG NWSL Challenge Cup. <laughs> the weather delayed and weather interrupted Challenge Cup final. There was lightning in the area. It was very stormy. Mm. And uh, North Carolina Courage. Did the re- they did the repeat, Musa. They beat really Ra- impressive. They beat yeah. Racing Louisville 2 0. Really impressive. Lovely goal from Carolyn to open the scoring. Yeah. Beating Katie Lunder, her near post. Great finish. Yeah, yeah. Really smart. Really good finish. Came and then the eyes. Manaka Max Sukoba got the second. It's only 19. Japanese midfielder. That whole generation they've got is just they're like ahead of schedule. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. I, I think that, that side's going to be super good. But yeah, so congratulations to the courage. Arsenal got knocked out of the Women's Champions League, but you're going to talk about that on Wrighty's House, so I'll save yeah, that. Yeah. Um, all eyes on the league. <laughs> that's, that's the all eyes on the league. But then again, look, this doesn't not sound churlish. I mean, shout out to Paris FC. That's a huge, huge victory for them. And many congratulations. Um, mm. and it'll mean a lot to them. Uh, one more quick football thing. Shout out to uh, Leon. Leon won their uh, the trophy to champion at the weekend. But yeah, um, just on that thing we mentioned, like you, m- you mentioned sort of weather and everything. I think if we can talk about some natural elements and climate and stuff, obviously all affected by the horrifying earthquake in Morocco. Oh God, um, Thoughts yeah. with them. And the flooding, the flooding in Greece, um, mm. just extraordinary. So any listeners, families affected by that, um, or just when you find that distressing, obviously thinking of you all. And just because it's a football podcast, doesn't mean that we don't think about that stuff too yeah um, absolutely so we actually retweeted yeah. we actually retweeted a tweet from the Stadio account with a thread of uh, places to donate and resources for the uh, earthquake in, in Morocco uh, other news to mention very quickly before we get into it Luis Rubiales has announced his resignation so before we get into the, the, the more fun stuff the jokey stuff actually yeah on a serious note congratulations to the activists Spain women's national team because they wanted change now this is not far reaching enough because there is a systemic problem um at the um rfef the spanish football federation but the beginning of that has been the removal of two individuals who have really caused the game to regress or held it back women's game to regress and the decision of rubiales to resign as president is a victory and also he's stepping down as the vice president um at uefa good Huge, huge news. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just think this, the way that this whole thing has played out has been just a textbook example of how not to handle a situation like this. Absolutely. Uh, just quickly before we move on, we're just going to read out the Manchester United statement about Anthony that dropped over the weekend. If you don't want to hear anything about this, just skip forward 30 seconds and that should take you well past it. Um, Manchester United released a statement on Sunday saying that it acknowledges the allegations made against Anthony. Players who have not participated in international matches are due back in training on Monday. However, it has been agreed with Anthony that he will delay his return until further notice in order to address the allegations that we mentioned on the previous pod. As a club, we condemn acts of violence and abuse. We recognise the importance of safeguarding all those involved in this situation and acknowledge the impact these allegations have on survivors of abuse. That is moving quickly, actually, isn't it? Very that quickly. whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we're keeping an eye on that. But should we, we wanted to do some fun stuff. We're not going to talk about England or any of the international stuff. Uh, oh, actually, no, one more thing can we, that I want to talk about before we, before we move on. Uh, the Costa Rican mascot race. <laughs> 
absolutely incredible. If you haven't uh, seen it, go and find it on. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll share a link. Um, we'll follow up a tweet to the tweet to this. But uh, Roberto uh, uh, Rocas uh, on Twitter posted it. Um, yeah, the Costa Rican League mascot race. So I think it's basically all of the mascots from all the sides in the league have essentially like an assault course race. Incredible. My one criticism of that video, which is absolutely incredible and hilarious, I was howling, is that it cuts out just before <laughs> the dancing becomes <laughs> the celebratory dancing. You'll see what I mean when you watch it. But yeah, that's the only thing. I just wish it was like twice as long. Oh my I God. There must be, there must be. I'm obsessed. If anyone finds longer footage of that, please send it to us because I need all of it. And also one, one other thing I'd recommend to any of you, when you watch this mascot video, I fully believe that every Stadio listener is represented at some, at, in some form in that mascot. I so do. tag tag yourselves. <laughs> I do. I, I, I absolutely agree. All I was thinking watching it was actually the Which usernames, the usernames of regulars. <laughs> yeah. And listen. Everyone knows who they are. You all know. <laughs> but yeah, it was really funny, man. It was so funny. And, um, I, I love stuff like that. It reminded me of like NBA halftime payment. Do you know what I mean? It's so joyful. Yeah. It's so much fun. Anyway, let's get on to the fun stuff today. Uh, if we've missed anything, apologies. We wanted to not dwell too much on what was going on at the moment, especially after a bit of a heavy opening part to Thursday's episode. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. All right, man, so a conceptual 11 born on the previous podcast on a mm. win. Yes. On the fly. In reference to players being a little bit extra, and we were talking about the infamous clip from Spinal Tap where guitarist Nigel Tufnell shows off his, his Marshall amp that goes up to 11 <laughs> instead of 10. <laughs> and we thought maybe we could make an 11 of players that sometimes get a little bit too amped. <laughs> Some rules. It's going to be a men's 11. Yeah. It doesn't have to feature current players. We're going to decide on a formation together and we're going to have a manager and we're going to have subs based on who we leave out. Yeah. So, Musa, what formation have you picked? I, you know, it's funny because I thought about this and thought, is the, is the formation itself chaotic enough? But then I thought, actually... Well, it doesn't have to be chaotic. Well, it, it gives... It gives, it gives, it gives I, I, I went with a 4-3-3. See, at first I went for a 4-4-2, but then I was actually looking at the breakdown of who I wanted in there. Which I, I totally, think... totally share. It might be worth doing a three four three. Totally understand that. I mean, I, I because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it gives us a little bit more wiggle room out wide. Right. It's funny because my manager, the manager I suggested, wouldn't use this formation ordinarily. So but I think maybe mine that would. Maybe that adds to the chaos because then it would be like, oh, it's an ill-fitting thing for me. But the players that I have fit into this, they'd almost be, they'd be, they'd be at odds with themselves. They'd be like, is this right? Is it not? I mean, I think it's a team of very good footballers, don't get me wrong, mm. but they could just as easily finish like three players down as absolutely drill you like 4-0. In fact, they could probably do both in the same match, weirdly enough. <laughs> I think the, I, see, I genuinely think the only way that this side is losing a game is if the game gets abandoned because they all get sent off. 
<laughs> I think that's fair. The only player I have in this 11 who is not of themselves is not a player necessarily who will turn things up to 11 in terms of the drama around them and the things they induce and they're, they're surrounded by dramatic, yeah, they, they create drama um, and they turn things up and they, they're unnecessarily confrontational, I would say that much. Well, should we define what, what our thinking was behind extra? Because yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because I've, I've, I think I've picked a few. I think if I've picked a few different types of extra. So I've picked players that are just way too hyped all the time. Mm. <laughs> just way too hyped. <laughs> yes, yes. I've yes. picked players that maybe just they go looking for it when they don't need to. Yes, yes. Players that, for example, they could have been they could have been Maldini. They could have been Costa Curta. They could have been Baresi. Costa Curta, frankly, he should have been in there. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, but like in terms yes. of rep, they're known for being a little bit more Maldini, let's say. Yes. Because his shorts dirty, all that kind of stuff, which is a myth, by the way. Go back and look at old videos. Like, yeah, that man was sliding everywhere. Yeah, yeah. If they'd maybe not gone looking for it a little bit more, their rep would have been so much kinder and they actually would have been held up in higher regard in like the upper, upper echelons of like all time great. I think that's funny. I think, yes, this, your definition is so interesting because I think every player in this 11. So of the, of the 11 I've named, all of them go looking for it, have gone looking for it on and off mm. the field or on off the field, right? They've all gone looking for it. There's only one who in a conventional sense isn't someone who is the most sort of necessarily temperamental, although I think there is a kind of glowering, there is like, there is a bleak, there's a bleak side to this individual, but I think also an individual that sought out perhaps the most unnecessary confrontation of all time. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I'm very much, I, I love that decision. That's, that's great. That's great, actually. And they're all fantastic footballers. They're all fantastic footballers. No one in this can resist the drama. Yeah. Nobody, nobody. What's that, what's that quote? Um, there's a quote from that on those great texts. Man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. And that is, these, these people, were born, they were born under trouble. And I've also just included a couple of people who have literally made me laugh out loud on a football pitch. Oh my God, definitely. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of those. So. Yeah. Musa Wonga, would you like to begin with your goalkeeper? Fabian Barthez. Really? Yes. Yes, because listen, I've seen enough. I saw him play. I saw, <laughs> I saw Barthez play for France, obviously. Oh, he came to United and I was like, oh, he looks quite extra. And I was like, no, he's really extra. Because the thing about Barthez was you had no idea. If Fabian Barthez was a golfer, he would use a putter to drive off the tee. <laughs> like that is, that is the level of just to see what would happen. Like, and I think Bartes, I think was so good that there were times when he got bored. This is a man who I would see face a 30 yard drive. That he could easily have caught and he would dive underneath it. Mm. He would dive underneath it. It would go in the top corner like this. <laughs> so Bart, but Bartes also, I think the thing that made him so extra was for such an elite player, it was amazing how little you actually understood which Bartes would 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 appear in a game and sometimes the barters that appeared would be different every half an hour actually <laughs> so yeah that's that's my goalkeeper how about yours i've gone with a a, a goalkeeper that's still playing all right okay and who would have thought back in the good old days of black and white one sub two points for a win <laughs> that the first person who came to mind as an extra goalkeeper would be england's number one Really? He's still there. He's still, uh, uh, he's still. Jordan Pifford is my extra 
goalkeeper. I thought, I thought he'd beaten the Chargers. Did I say fast? <laughs> no, fuck no. Are you kidding I me? He beat no. The Listen, the other day, the other day, he made a, an, um, that amazing save against Sheffield United and turned around and did the like Italian like. Oh no, kind of, he's still on it. <laughs> Do you know what's so sad? I sat there and I thought. Maybe he's escaped. Maybe he's free. Maybe he's <laughs> if there's one thing that this podcast does extremely well is that it never it stays forgets. On it stays on brand. <laughs> I thought after the Euro finals, I thought after that he'd escaped it. But I think you're right. He still is. He still is one of the most extra. Have he you is. watched football in the last two years? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. I thought you'd beat the charges, but you didn't. No. It's got to be him. It's got to be him. <laughs> One of the most extra things about Jordan Bitford is the strength of his hair gel because someone ruffled his hair after that save against Sheffield United and it didn't move. <laughs> you know, to be honest, the fact we didn't put Emmy Martinez in there, I think we have to have Bitford in there because of the Pickford scale. Do you think? As in like, we literally, I mean, we literally rank a player on how extra they are according to Pickford's. Yeah. Are we putting Pickford in? Pickford, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Pickford, <laughs> welcome, Jordan. You are... The first name on the turn it up to 11-11. All right, so we, we're going to play back three, right? Three centre-backs. There's a part of me that's tempted to go that way, actually. Okay. Let's start with our centre-backs then. Yes, okay. Well, I, as you were talking, I actually changed as you were speaking because I was like, oh, I needed the intro for this. I was like, hang on a minute. There was a player that you mentioned who I think was better than one of my picks and I think goes very well with the other one I chose. So I went for... One slightly obvious choice and a less obvious choice. I went for Sergio Ramos alongside Costa Curta. Wow. All right. So, yes. Okay. Can I just give you some stats on Sergio Ramos? Because I ran the numbers. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Uh, 778 games, 233 bookings. I knew you were going to come with a book. <laughs> 19 second yellow cards and nine straight reds, which means 261 cards in 778 games, a game-to-card ratio of 2.98 to 1. That is mind-blowing. There's no way he cannot be in the 11. I mean, I feel feel like his name needs to be, I mean, I feel like he has to be captain almost. 2.98 to 1. That's an astonishing stat. I took that from the the totals on Transfermarkt, by the way, so that's according to Transfermarkt. I knew you were going to mention the yellow card stat because it's even more mind-blowing than the red card stat. There has never, ever been, and there is nothing that will not ever be extra about Sergio Ramos. I mean, that's absolutely correct. That's correct. That's the thing. When I looked at the centre-back pairing, I was like, it has to be Ramos and one other. And the reason it's Costa Curta is because when I was at school, you know, obviously boarding school, there was always, in any group of pranksters, there's always one prankster who always gets caught. Mm -hmm. There's always that person with ink on their nose and jam on their hands, like, who's been nicking this? Who's been nicking that? It's always, and Costa Curta was basically the prankster who always got caught. Everyone's got that sibling who's always in trouble. Everyone's, everyone's doing it. Everyone's up to it. But you look back, it's like, oh, Billy, it's Billy again. It's Billy again. And Billy, of course, bless him, he never snitches. It's never, <laughs> it's never Billy the snitch. <laughs> the Costa Curta missed some of the biggest games of his career because yeah. he got caught. And there's nothing more extra than getting caught when you cannot afford to be. And that's why, and look, Dengamunk, a superb footballer, an exceptional Oh, footballer. incredible. Also just never got away with anything. And there's um, nothing more extra than that. So, there is yeah. nothing more extra than that. My, my other pick was Pepe. Oh because God, yeah, of course. It's just, there was that, and I, I know it's a little bit easy to have Ramos and Pepe as a pairing, but I went back and watched one of those classicos from <laughs> the other day. <laughs> 
And let me say, they've not aged that well. <laughs> in terms of, obviously, they were, they were. It was an iconic moment. We did those those podcasts on them a few years ago mm. about the uh, the ten years from the four classicos in eighteen days. An amazing period for the classico, but it mm. did get to the point where it was like, all right, are we actually going to play some some football, or is everyone just going to like scrap? Mm. You know. But some of the shit that Pepe and Ramos were up to in those classicos was just like, <laughs> oh, dude, honestly. Pepe somehow manages to do something extra when the game is already amped. Yes. And so to me, Pepe is the definition of nudging it up to 11. Oh my God. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I would go Ramos, Pepe, Costa Curta, actually. Okay, Alessandro Costa Curta. Which side is, who's playing where? I think it's got to be Ramos in the middle. Yeah, Ramos in the middle. Costa Curta, Um, right-hand side of him. Pepe deeper though. Pepe could sweep up. Can he? <laughs> can he? Can any Sorry, well, yeah. the, Ram, the, last Ram, Ram, I, the last thing I want is Pepe sweeping up. I mean, if you want to be extra, then you put him sweep. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, Ramos, Ramos at the centre. You know, would have been Costa super extra left. putting Pepe midfield. <laughs> well, I was gonna. I didn't want to say it, but that was a thought. But my midfield, I think, is is um, extra enough already. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's do our centre midfield pairings first and then we'll do do our wide stuff. My first one was Scott Brown. <laughs> because I just think, much like Pepe, anyone who goes voluntarily bald for that length of their career yes. is fucking extra. Yes, yes. I buy that. The only thing that trumps, I think, a voluntarily bald footballer is a footballer the Mohican. And so I think that Arturo Vidal <laughs> has to be my choice. Because the... the <laughs> That's such a good shout. Sorry, I was still I was still on Scott Brown because like I've I mean I know he's recently been been uh, fired from as manager of Fleetwood, but um Fleetwood Town. But if you look at him, he's like he's got the blue eyes, he's got the hair now, and he looks he, he looks kind of charming. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But then next to him is a picture of him in his Celtic days, and he looks like he's a <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot. Very different lot. energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think, yeah, very different, very different. Um, so you're saying Arturo Vidal? Yes. Arturo Vidal was just on smoke his entire career. Like, <laughs> this is a player I wanted so bad at Manchester United at any point of his peak. So good as a footballer that Pep basically put him to sweep up after everyone was buying team poured forward at one point. But also just like, had this absolutely seething intensity Won the Copa America, obviously, with Chile. Just was just the. F- he was a ball of. He's the closest thing professional football has seen to a ball of flame. An actual ball of flame. Um, and I always talk, I always refer to this, this game that he played in the uh, Champions League final when he just had no one to kick and he gets a yellow just to feel something. I think it's the first, I think it's my favorite existential yellow uh, of all time. And yeah, Arturo Vidal, just an incredible um, midfielder. He was, he is. He, Exceptionally I mean, yeah. extra. The only player that I considered ahead of him in this capacity was actually Leandro Paredes. 
Just <laughs> you talk about a player that comes into a situation, and the late great Grant Wall said this: Paredes gets brought in uh, during the World Cup, and Grant was like, "That is never, <laughs> that is never a footballer who has calmed anything down, who has calmed any situation down." So Paredes, Paredes is just behind, but I have to give it to Vidal. And the player I put alongside Vidal in the midfield was Graham Souness. Uh, okay. Graham Souness, I just think, you talk about extra footballers, extra centre-mids. And there was always the thing, you know, this is, Graham Souness is very hard on Paul Pogba, as you know, we all know. And part of that is because I think Souness knew how extra he was. Souness was thinking, if I had, well, ironically enough, of course, I've said this before though, Souness and Pogba had maybe the most similar skill sets of any football in terms of the amount they could do. Like Pogba, if he wanted to defend, was unbelievable. Souness, incredible defender, incredible attacker, all the finesse, but also had that energy of, I mean, like, you know, planting a flag, post-retirement, planting a flag in the centre circle. As Galatasaray manager, he plants a fucking flag in the, on the centre spot at Fenerbahce. That is- I mean... That's a definition. That is de- that like all eyes on me plays. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that. Yeah. So for me, the centre mid is is, is Vidal and, and Sunas. I had a couple of extra ones. I had uh, Genaro Gattuso. <laughs> I had Nigel De Jong because I think kung fu kicking someone in the chest in the World Cup final is the most extra thing, and not we getting a, sent off for it. We had a long conversation the- about this. <laughs> Just on this, just this Sunday, we had a long conversation about that bow. A Dutch friend of mine was like, oh, it was an accident. It was an accident. It's like, dude, dude. No. <laughs> I just think because creating a, an extra, a moment that extra in a World Cup final and yeah. not getting sent off for it is tough. It's, it's extraordinary. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. tough. Uh, the other one I had was Patrick Vieira just because he was one of the most extra midfielders I've ever seen. Oh my God. Yeah. He never really needed to get involved in that stuff a lot of the time. Right, right, right. And I think that's where the extra the extra nature of him comes from is that actually you could have gone through your whole career and had this almost like Zen like rep, mm. you know what I mean? And then I know yeah. that a lot, and you could, could have still been that tough and still played in the way that he played, but some of the scraps he got involved with when he just didn't need to. Yeah, totally. What two red cards in two games, wasn't it at one oh. point? So your midfielders were? Uh, Sunes and Vidal in the center. Vidal's going in, hundred percent. Graham Souness was—I mean, I think he was maybe the most extra centimeter of all time in terms of his maybe but skills and energy. Yeah, was he ever voluntarily bald? No, but then again, Can you he was voluntarily bald. So he was, he was magnum magnum PI though. He was pure magnum PI. I mean, like, I, I will defer. I'm happy to no, defer. No, no, I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna let you have the midfield, Graham Souness. I, I just think in terms of the range, in terms of all of it. And he's always been extra. He's always coming out with something wild, even years later. Yeah, do you remember that time when <laughs> it sounded like he was going to call VAR woke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was like, no, even for me, I can't do this. Uh, so, yeah. All right, man. So should we do right-hand side? Because so we've got three at the back. Mm. We've got Pickford in goal. We've got Costa Curta, Pepe, Ram- Ramos back three. Yeah. We've got our midfield of Gattuso and soon. Uh, sorry, of uh, we've got our midfield pairing of Arturo Vidal and Graham Souness. Mm. Let's do right hand side. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one which might not make complete sense immediately is Luis Figo on the right. 
because I think the most extra thing you could possibly do is be a Barcelona captain and Ballon d'Or candidate and then move to Real Madrid. And then in the off-season, <laughs> before you join Real Madrid, do a banking advert <laughs> where the slogan says, changes for the better. I just don't think there's anything more extra than that in terms of it. It's the most extra football transfer of all time. And then go there and then just back it and then end up retiring in Madrid as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, you talk about the belly of the beast. It's like Frodo deciding, actually, do you know what? I might give this thing to Sauron after all. Sorry, Sam. It's like kicking Sam into Mount Doom and being like, no, actually, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's why Figo is my left side and my right side. I'm torn here for whether to go from the right back angle Mm. or go from a right winger angle. Well, it's difficult because I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. And when I was looking at the right back angle, that right sided players aren't actually that wild. If you look at football, world football, they're quite, you compare like left wingers and left backs to right wingers and right backs. There's almost no comparison in wild ones. And you've got like, why is that? I think it's just, it's footballing balance, isn't it? It's like cooking with ginger. Like ginger doesn't really offend anyone. It's like an antiseptic. It's just there. And a lot of these right backs are like ginger. They're like the antiseptics, basically. <laughs> you know, if you look, they go quite temperate. Like Gary Neville is quite dependable. Oh, wow. That's Ferreira. interesting. Yeah. No, no, wait. Because. Oh my God, the man that ran the length of the pitch <laughs> to, go to, the, to go to the Liverpool fans. Gary Neville was my pick. That is hilarious. And it's really interesting you said that because I actually think Gary Neville is low key extra. Was he always. I think actually- he's. He was actually. I think he's low-key extra. Do you know what? Now you mention it. Now you mention it, actually, because I was like, oh, Gary Neville's quite calm. No, he wasn't. Like, actually, I think he's a bit of an anomaly, right? I think for a, for, for a stylistically sensible footballer, he was actually quite extra. You're completely... Because I, now I remember the time he ran the length of the pitch to go with the Liverpool fans after the late winner. He, he was, was legitimately my pick. He was legitimately my pick. Do you know what? That's actually a very strong... <laughs> the, moment you, the moment I said that, I was like, hang on a minute. He wasn't calm at all. He was an absolute... <laughs> And I think that, I, I, not that post-playing career should really cloud or affect judgment of playing career. Dibba Sunas, though. He is so, he is, but, but he is so extra, Gary Neville. He is. He is. He's always amongst it. He's actually, that's a really strong shout, you know. Gosh. And it's but I'm open to be, I'm open to be, I'm open to going a little bit more It's because he was so consistent. He was so consistent as a fullback. So I was, you know, almost, that almost obscured. But yeah, as his energy was, he was always involved. Always. Someone called him, Roy Keane, did it, someone called it, someone called it busy. What was it? Someone, I can't, someone called him, I can't remember exactly who called him that, but it was. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Keane was a shout for, Keane could have been a shout for centre midfield. He, I yeah. Think he's a little bit more gnarly than actually. Yeah, word. exactly. There was also with Keane, it was, um, yeah, there was never a competition didn't like the look of, and also Keane did have the, Keane had the shaved head era. That yeah, was, that was, long, yeah. that was terrifying. A uh, fun thing, by the way, I uh, just quickly uh, went on Scott Brown's Wikipedia. Mm. There's literally a thing on there that says he shaved his head from his teens because it fa- he found it was more intimidating for opponents. And the only reason he grew it out was on the request of his kids. That he was intimidating <laughs> his own, just terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying everyone. <laughs> wow, that's a deep cut. I'm glad you did that. Um, I mean, Wiki's not a deep cut. Yeah, but still to, to do the research, do further research is, you know, it's worth a look. Just doing my own research. Doing my own no. <laughs> In terms of energy, psychic, spiritual energy, whatever you call it, Gary Neville's strong. I think we do that. We do that. Do you think? Yeah, why not? Gonna- no, of course, definitely. Why not? It's hilarious. 
Because now I think about it, I'm like, I mean, don't forget the time when like, was it Adebayo did that thing when he ran the length of the pitch and did the knee slide in mm. front of the City fans and it was just completely OTT and uncalled for. Uh, the Arsenal fans, sorry. He did the Arsenal fans. It was completely uncalled for when he went to City. And Gary Neville did exactly the same thing. But for some reason, Neville doing it has been memory hold. It has yeah. kind of like, Neville now is seen as this kind of, you know, he's quite spiky, but he's seen as kind of respectable footballing establishment figure, you know, who can be, who can be like impartial when needed be, but he got amongst it. No, I think that's... Because I was thinking yeah. like, uh, there were the, the thing about, I was thinking more from a, a winger point of view, and a lot of, a lot of wingers have been, I mean, we'll talk about the left side in a little bit, but I think wingers are tricky because they're more, sometimes more showboaty. And I think that can go into being extra. extra. But they're not really, yeah, but that's not really the same. It's, it's people who are co- constantly looking for, for aggro. And actually maybe the, 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 the nature of the winger's job, I don't know if it's this less intensity about what they do, but it's very rare that you get a winger who's always on. Like you look at someone like Angle Di Maria, who yeah. is basically the most consistent winger. The only thing that that man is injuries, right? But in terms of like someone that was always, always on, like he has the intensity of Rodrigo De Paul and also the playing, the consistency. But I think unfortunately a lot of wingers have suffered from the consistency and the ones who tend to be consistent aren't extra. I mean, you could think of someone like Lavezzi who played wide, but it's more of a, like an intensity as opposed to just a... It's I think intense, there's a fine, intense, I think there's a fine a like, like for example, you could say like Federico Chiesa, right? Yes. First of all, he's not had the sample size to really develop it's that too small, too small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because on that sense, you could even throw in, I think that, I know it sounds like we're just making this up as we go along, right? And we kind of are. But, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of these 11s is you just kind of make them up as you go along. But I think there's a subgenre of extra or like a, a parallel, you know, like a fragmented timeline, let's say, where you could do, you could do like a scrappy 11. If and you're I being think, super for hot, example, yeah, yeah. Okay, like yeah, Chiesa yeah. would go more in the scrappy 11 and you know who'd captain that side, right? Oh, Gavi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's his, yeah. It's surrounded by a dust cloud. But I don't think Gavi's extra, for example. If you were going to really do a wild card, right-sided, completely wild card, and some might say, oh no, he wasn't, the right. you could put Etu in there. Because Etu went on that run, you see the right yeah. side was playing in the, for Inter. And Etu on the field was extremely extra. And off the field, I mean, anyone that's seen that interview about Pep <laughs> on French TV. <laughs> and literally, Etu just basically describing it. I mean, you talk about an immaculate character witness. I was like, I was watching that, like I said, that interview, and I'm like, Etu's telling the truth about what happened there. It's funny, there's a, there's a, that era of Barcelona, 2008 to like 2012, right? A number of the players who featured for Barcelona th- during that time could have been in this. I mean, like, we didn't even mention PK in the centre-backs, right? We yeah, didn't totally. mention PK. And one of our favourite stadioisms was the sight of PK bombing P- forward. Galloping forward, yeah, yeah that, exactly. That is extra, but I think that's not, that's a different kind of thing. I mean, he is actually, I mean, PK, the only reason player. PK's not in this eleven really it's because Ramos is even more extra but this is I mean it's this hard is the man that, in that back three this is the man that thanked I mean Pico this is the man that thanked a pop star who sang at a Madrid concert I think Kevin Roldan he thanked a pop star for Barcelona's <laughs> titles I mean come on I mean this is yeah yeah yeah. alright well I, I'm, I'm happy to go Gary Neville there because I think that's gonna I think that's gonna um, bring a bit of balance it's actually just a really good team to be honest I mean, well yeah because basically if we're playing this 3-4-3 we could have 
the right side is a little bit more defensive and then go a bit yeah. more attacking on the left. Who are you thinking for, for left side? Because I had a couple of like really, really silly ones that I, were gonna, I was going to suggest. My left side choice, I thought about this a lot because there's a lot of left-sided players that have been extra. And of course, my beloved Dejan Savicevic was in the mix, but I've got to give this to uh, JJ Okocha. And I say that because just the style of play, for one thing, like he never compromised style of play and sometimes his detriment, but when he was at his peak, he was devastating. I saw an incredible video where he talked about moving to Germany and he said, yeah, I moved to Germany and there's there a few seasons. I try Frankfurt. He said, yeah, there was a lot of racism there. And as revenge... JJ Okocha, you know that goal he scored against Eintracht, uh, against uh, the famous goal against Bayern, Oliver Kahn's play. That is the culmination of his strategy when he moved to Germany. He said, the racism I received was so bad that I just dribbled past the opposition at will as revenge. Wow. Yeah, it was like an act of, it was an act of like defiance and liberation. So he said, yeah, the reason I go past players and again and again is because he knew that like, you know, opposition fans basically hated it. So how do I give all that back? So like, I'm receiving racist energy from so many places. I'm going to dribble you people to pieces. <laughs> so that for me is like, that's one of the most extra things I've ever heard from an elite footballer. So he has to be, he's my left-sided attacker. Uh, I love that. Is that not wild? <laughs> I love that. And that's blown my, my one to, to pieces because I was going to have Ronaldinho. Oh my God. Love that though. Love that. But because did you see the, the footage from the Barca Legends game the other day? Like, he's still doing that. <laughs> you can still have him as a 10, though. Can you? <laughs> can you, though? <laughs> my, other, my other one, which is just, it, it wasn't really a suggestion, but we've, and I don't think, I think we've mentioned it before, like, it might have even been on the Chaotic Club, it was curl on. Because is there anything more extra than just juggling the ball on your head? Like a seal. <laughs> And um, there's just nothing more extra than that. There is nothing more extra on a football pitch, I think, than just continuously <laughs> doing a seal triple. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think I'm also, I was also tempted to, and I don't know whether he'd go in as a number 10, really, because I was thinking about pushing him wide just for the sake of the formation, but I'm not going to play him right, right midfield in a 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm. It was also Zenedin Zidane. Because like he was nearly in mind, you know. Because he I was just nearly in mind. You, there is nothing more extra than headbutting someone in a World Cup final after a tournament where you've been picking a fight with the Spanish media. Unbelievable! Or you've replied, yeah, yeah. You basically asked the smoke with everyone. But I think the thing is with Zidane though is that over his career he could have always been a little bit more extra. Actually, so this that's thing, he why was actually think... serenity. He was, he was often serene, and every now and again he'd erupt. So he is was this the thing. This is why I was trying to think: like, could they have been more extra? If they couldn't have been more extra, then they go in. This is the, this is why JJ Koch was there for me because he never he was always extra. At every even even in the early years he was extra, and actually so was Ronaldinho. To be honest, I'm, I think JJ goes in, and I think we go Gary Neville right. There we go. Love that for him. All right. So we have three left up front. We've got three left. Are we going? Are we going a ten behind two strikers? I think Ronaldinho has to go in. Then are you going to play him as a ten? Yes. All right. Yes. It's, it's, I think we have to. We have to. We have okay. to. I was yeah, going to yeah. put Lee Trundle in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> is there anything more extra than playing in like the second tier and being on Soccer AM every weekend? I think my, yes, <laughs> I think my front two is wild, actually. I love Ronaldinho as a 10. Um, I mean, my front two is... Go for it, go for it. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to finish a single game together. <laughs> I genuinely don't. 
Go for it. Go for it. I got Luis Suarez and Diego Costa. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's incredible. Luis Suarez, did you see the, the other day? Just literally a few so days ago. Good. A few days ago, getting someone gets fouled and then like kicks his own boot off and looks reference, ref, ref. I got fouled so hard my boot came off. The guy that came at him loses it and gets a red, I think. Mm. Yeah. Same old shit. <laughs> Same old shit, man. Like. Completely hook, line and sinker. Completely bought into it. Getting caught up be, in a web. When you can be that extra for that long. Yeah. I mean, those two and Diego Costa just like, you talk about embracing. Was he up front for the Celtic I don't think he was. They must have. Must have been. I mean, it might have been. I can't has, he's been in every. Has he not been in every eleven we've done conceptually in terms of like? He's in the super villain eleven. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. My front two was actually for different reasons. Um, Wayne Rooney. Oh. And, and peak Nwankwo Kanu. I was going to shout Kanu, but I thought there. I've had too many. I thought I've peak had too many peak Kanu, and the reason there's reasons for this. There's there's Arsenal Kanu and Ajax Kanu and Nigeria Kanu and Inter Kanu, and they are all equally extra. The thing I love about Kanu, and the reason I mention him is because this man goes to get sent on as a sub. Ajax, AC Milan, 1995 European Cup Finals, it then was, Champions League Final, uh, Champions League Final, sorry. And goes up against Baresi and is destroying them. And they're like, who the hell is this? Who the hell is this, like, cheeky, you know, goes to Arsenal, scores that 50-minute hat-trick, devastating, wins the Olympic gold with Nigeria, and is the ultimate code breaker. Those Argentina and Brazil teams in the 1996 Olympics are amazing. And Kanu just joyfully dismantles them. Joyfully just breaks them down like it's nothing. Like, and that is what was so extra about him. You could put this man in any scenario, any scenario, any pressure, and the man would break any game. And the only thing that stopped this man was a congenital heart defect. That was it. Mm. It's, it's, there was no footballer. There was no actual physical entity outside Kanu himself that could have stopped Kanu. And that's why he's my extra, he's my extra striker. I mean, the, the hat-trick against Chelsea is very famous, right? Yeah. And the thing, the third goal always gets the, see, the, this is why I think that he's extra, is that the first goal is like a toe-poke, scrappy kind of finish from quite, quite close range. Yeah. The second one is really interesting because his first touch is... It, 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 it's almost, it catches the whole Chelsea defence so off guard that it almost looks like they're, they've slowed down to a different playing speed. <laughs> yes. And Love he just it. smashes it. But then the, 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 the final one is actually him chasing the ball down, dispossesses it. For some reason, De Hoy is coming out and it's like... He's he, doomed. He's doomed. Right, listen, I've just got it up on the screen now just to double check, right? In shot, there are one, two, three, four, five Chelsea players and there's another one on the line, and there are and no other Arsenal players in shot. And they're all doomed. And he's on the, he's, he's almost on the line of the 18-yard box that runs perpendicular to the, the uh, byline. Yeah. Right? Absolutely outrageous. It's absolutely... It's in a shout for the most extra goal of all time. Yeah. And the only, the most, he, he's also capable of the most extra dummy of all time, yeah. which is the one he does against Deportivo La Coriana. He goes through on goal and I still cannot explain to this day the dummy that he threw because I think Molina's in goal, brilliant goalkeeper, and Kanu jogs over towards him and it's not even clear 
what he does with his shoulders, but the, the goalkeeper, season keeper, falls flat on his ass and Canu just pokes into the net. And I'm like, what's he even done there? Like he must have thrown the most incredible body fake to make this keeper fall over. It's unreal. Like, so he's my, whether he's in the subspence, whether he's like in the team or whatever, I just, Canu has to be in the mix. And uh, also, he basically like got a whole fucking game replayed. How did they do that? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield United. Yeah. Sheffield United, yes. Comes Sheffield on, United. Gets, picks up the loose ball and it's being thrown back to Sheffield United and it yes. causes Arsenal to score. And that's like, that was quite extra. I'm not going to lie. It was. It was incredibly extra. So he's my, I'd love him in the squad at some point. Just to explain the Wayne Rooney inclusion. This is a man who was known, even as a professional footballer, to go home after games and kick around in the street with his mates. God knows what the insurers thought of that. Who basically played right back virtually in Champions League when he had to, like tracking back that far. Um, a player who scored one of the greatest goals in Premier League history, seconds after arguing with the ref about a decision the ref hadn't made. <laughs> the Newcastle volley, for those who don't remember, so... One of the most angriest goals of all time. Oh my goodness, it's, it's, it's the definition. So Rooney's arguing with the ref about a decision the ref hasn't given. Ball comes back to Rooney, drops the edge of the box, a seconds after, I think he's literally just drops his arms after arguing with the ref. Ball drops him. And he rips it from 25 yards out. Incredible volley. And the best shot stopper in the Premier League at that point, one of the best shot stoppers in the world, Shea Given, has absolutely no chance. The ball like hurtles up and down, like spikes right down, top corner, net billows, and Given's got no idea. Ref is still like halfway through the argument with Rooney. Yeah, so Rooney is the most extra. Forward I could think of, but then of course Suarez and Costa are like, you can't really knock that as a front two. <laughs> no, you can't. No, no. So I I, think, I, I'm going Suarez and Costa. I think that's. I think that has to be the two. I think but I think Rooney and Kanu got on the bench. Yeah, yeah. I would love them. I'd love them on the bench. One or both on the bench. Do you have a manager? Because I absolutely have a manager. Yes, I actually put uh, Giovanni Trapattoni in there. Wow. Icabafiatic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Trapattoni just because the length of the career, the wildness, the weirdness, and the success. Who was your shout? It had to be. Who the fuck do you think it was? It was actually, it was hipster. It was too hipster not to choose him. (laughs) This guy picked up a ball and smashed it and got sent off for something worse in a game. Don't get me wrong, I was highly tempted to put him there, but I was like, can I, can I Sometimes you just gotta play the hits. Yeah, you do, you do, you're right, you're right. <laughs> None of that nerd nonsense, <laughs> right? <laughs> You've just got to play them. <laughs> Mourinho and Ramos. <laughs> Back again. Back again, yes. Mourinho with Diego Costa, Suarez, Sunes. Vidal, Sunes Pepe Vidal. Ramos in the same team. Brutal. It's basically 2010 Inter. <laughs> I think that's our 11. I love it. I love it, Ryan. I love to watch it as well. To be honest, if I had the kind of nous, I'd probably set up on FIFA or something and just simulate it. Just to see it kick off. If someone could put that team together on FIFA. Obviously not too much hassle for yourselves, but if you could, yeah. yeah. Do you know who could have been in there, actually? Sam Aletu. Ian Wright, OBE. <laughs> Just saying, man, Ian Wright could have been in there. I mean, that's no lies were told. 
No lies are told. I'm going to put him on the bench. <laughs> in right on the bench. There you go. Do you know what's so, you know so funny about putting him on the bench? Because he'd be like, what the hell am I doing on the bench? And he'd come off and he would do like a Crystal Palace 1990 Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> a quick fire brace. <laughs> Two goals in five minutes. <laughs> Love that. All right. So we've got Jordan Pickford in goal, a back three of Alessandro Costa Curta, Sergio Ramos, and Pepe. I can barely say those three in succession <laughs> without like <laughs> A centre midfield pairing of Arturo Vidal and Graham Souness. Gary Neville as right wing back. JJ Kotcher as a more attacking left wing back slash mm. left winger. Ronaldinho as attacking midfielder. Luis Suarez and Diego Costa up front. Uh, Rooney, Canu, Scott Brown, Paredes, Patrick Vieira. <laughs> Ian Wright on the bench. No goalkeeper and, on the bench. <laughs> uh, let's put Bartes on the bench. Bartes, yeah, Bartes yeah. on the bench. Managed by Jose Mourinho. Absolutely. Wow. And just call it Cobra FC. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we wrap there. That was fun. Let's do it. Great fun. All right, everyone. There's no show on Thursday. We'll be back next Monday. Um, yeah, yeah. But for now, you want to check the Stadio Archer's playlist on Spotify. We're playing out on something we've already played out on before a few years ago, but I feel like what this 11 need is some kind of like anarcho post-punk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to play out on Zunes again. Can't cheat karma. Mm. Anything you want to add, Musakwanga? Nothing further. <laughs> Can't get more extra than that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Much love. We'll be back next week. See you then. See you then. A, B, C, D, paranoia's killing me. I'm dying on me, aching feet. What a way to go. Roll up, roll up. People always stroll up. So why don't you grow up? No, thank you. Big cats, small cats, some cats are fat cats. Those cats are bad cats. What we gonna do? There's an awful lot of people in the world who die. There's an awful lot of trouble on the streets these days. And it doesn't seem to matter what you do or say If a change is gonna happen, gotta help it on its way A change's gotta come before too long, I know The peace has gotta come and I could be wrong, I know But I just don't know what I can do You don't trust me and I don't trust you I bet you wish you did and I know I do Why have you got secrets? Cos I know you have If you've got something to hide then it must be bad A change's gotta come before too long, I know Peace has gotta come and I could be wrong, I know But I just don't know what I can do